0: Hello friends and welcome back to another episode of The Interesting Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Devesh Verma. I'm another one of your hosts, Justin Kupanoff. Hi Justin, how's it going? Pretty good, how you doing man? Alright, you know why? Why? Because this episode is brought to you by Core Foundation. Core Foundation is a multimedia nonprofit. Like us at corefoundation, C-O-R-foundation.org. Share us and do things because your like opinions matter.
1: and like We <laughs> want people to listen to the show, so yeah, we'd love it. Yeah, yeah. So today we got on uh, our first second time <laughs> guest. You love saying that. Our first second time guest.
0: Jacqueline Avedon back. Season two of in- The Interesting Hour. And she has a lot more space info for us to uh, to chit chat about. But not just the uh, the mundane stuff. It's the, the stuff that you don't know who to ask about. <laughs> 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 Y'all see, the list of questions we had in this episode went somewhere. That wasn't on this planet, literally. Somewhere crazy. Uh, So this is the not safe for work
1: kind of, I guess. Living in space
0: thing. If you have questions about living in space and what people do in space, anywhere from eating to... uh, Poops and peas. To sex, then check it out. It'll be a fun episode. Enjoy.
1: One, two, three, four... And here we are again... With Jacqueline Avedon, second time guest. How it's yeah. going? How is it going? Good, actually, <laughs>
0: Jacqueline, how about you? We're doing good. Uh, we were just really excited to get a call from you. Actually, uh, actually, <laughs> you, this is actually perfect, Jacqueline. Why don't you explain to our listeners why we're here recording this particular episode? Like, how did we get involved? Like, you, start with you reaching out to us, please.
2: Sure. Yeah. So, so I give a lot of talks at museums, schools, basically wherever will have me on astronomy related topics. And normally it's stuff, you know, about the planets, about space missions, et cetera. And oftentimes my friends come to those talks and inevitably when they do, I wake up the next morning and I've always got like a two AM, maybe drunk, maybe sober text <laughs> from from someone saying, Hey, you know, I was thinking about space and where do the astronauts who, or you know, what a what it what does a girl do if it's her time of the month? And like, all, all of these subjects that are you know a little bit not safe for work, and hard hitting questions. <laughs> yeah, you know, good investigative reporting, and um, people just keep asking me about it over and over again. And I, I assume that because all my friends ask me over text, I imagine that other people in the audiences where I give talks must be thinking the same questions, but just are too afraid to ask it in a more public setting. So I was thinking, you know, I should really give a talk about this and kind of answer all those questions that everyone wants to know, but is too afraid to ask. And um, so I was just thinking of a place where I could give this talk and <laughs> having a little bit of a hard time with it because a lot of places I speak, it's it's open to the public and therefore children do come.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. And then
2: I was, you know, I know two guys that I think would be more than willing to speak about these subjects and not 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 really make anything off limits. So that's when I
0: email <laughs> I am honored that we were one of, we were those people I was very honored She's like actually I know these pe- I know these two guys across the country uh the other coast the weird
1: coast and uh yeah let, let's give them a call And if they made a joke yeah. about Uranus in the last episode I'm sure they're fine with talking about poop exactly. in space so Exactly uh, if they
2: titled the last one with the rectum they'll have no problem with it <laughs> about to say yeah.
1: We made
0: an impression, Justin. Yes, I gotta get a high five for that one. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, when Jacqueline gave us a call uh, to everyone who's listening, um, yeah, we were like, yeah, let's talk next week. (laughs) Obviously, that didn't happen. It took a couple weeks, but here we are, and we have a whole laundry list of questions uh, we want to get through because just in general, living in space is uh, it's kind of a mystery to a lot of people. A lot of things are there that you don't really, you like, you take for granted or. Some things are not there that you take for granted here on Earth, like, you know, gravity. (laughs) A small thing like gravity. (laughs) So, uh, I don't know, let's jump into some of this stuff. Yeah,
1: I think you're right. It's like all the small things that, just day-to-day stuff that you would think, well, oh, how do you do that in space? And the more I was writing questions for this, I'm like, well, what about that? What about that? So, we ended up with like two pages worth of questions. Three. Or or three pages. (laughs) Hopefully we can get to all of it, but... Uh, before we get into the nitty gritty poop and sex part of it, uh, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's <laughs> we That's have to the- wait. <laughs> uh, yes, okay.
2: To um, build tension. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. So. Let's just talk about uh, just the basics of living in space and, th- and the people that like go to the uh, International Space Station and the people that are spending longer amounts of time there. Like, Can you talk a little bit about just what the effect of um, the l- lack of gravity is on the body long term?
2: Sure, yeah. I mean, I think you already sort of mentioned it, like y- we take it for granted, the fact that we, you know, stay on the ground when we stand up, (laughs) when we sit down, you know, that we don't just start floating upwards. Um, And the reason why is because there is gravity. Um, Gravity is just an attractive force between two objects. And the bigger the object, the more attracted you are to it. So we are on Earth, and Earth is really, really big. And it's really big compared to us, you know, the size of a human. And so when you're walking around on Earth, you stay put to the ground because you are attracted to the center of the earth. Um, and gravity is actually the reason why when you lift up something and it feels really heavy, it, gravity is what causes that feeling. Gravity is what makes you pick up something heavy and go "Oh God, you know, I got to put this down right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's gravity. That, that, that's that bag being attracted to the ground. Also that gravity is what gives things their weight. And so when you go to space, when you're further away from the earth, and a lot of uh spacecraft, you know, orbiting above the Earth are essentially just free falling in a nice, neat, pre-calculated pattern, such that they won't crash into anything, including Earth. We don't really, you don't have gravity up there. You don't have as much gravity. And so, basically, when, when you're up in space, you can float, or you can, you know, you can you can generally float. Um, and so, when ast- that's all the cool videos you see of you know astronauts. Inside the International Space Station, they're tossing things in the air, and they're just flying across the room, and you know they're sort of bouncing off, b- bouncing off walls. That's just because there's a lack of gravity in, uh, up up in space. So make it makes it a lot of fun, I'm sure, for an actual <laughs> lot to of be people to-
0: jealous. <laughs> I got yeah, jealous of yeah. looking at this stuff.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, it makes it a lot of fun to bounce around, uh, but it also does really take a toll on the body, like our. Like we we take for granted how used to gravity our muscles are you know the fact that our muscles have to work to get us to walk or to get us to stand or to you know lift a bag up And in space when you don't have that astronauts muscles actually start to atrophy uh, start to atrophy they start to lose muscle mass uh, fairly rapidly actually i think about 5% a week an, as- an astronaut's muscle what? mass starts 5% to 5% a week de- okay. decrease. yeah
1: that seems crazy it, to me thinking that there are people that have been up there like I guess six oh, months. Well yeah, what's the so long someone's been in space? I know like there's tours,
0: right? Like six months, like astronauts go up to the ISS.
2: Yeah, they I think someone just did a year, but a period of several months has happened several times. There have definitely been multiple astronauts that have been up there for several months.
0: That's gotta yeah, suck coming to, back. <laughs> that's yeah. gotta suck. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. They have to do a ton of prep work and get quite you know quite jacked before they even get on the spacecraft.
1: Oh really and is that uh, is that part of the the plan like before they go up they're like really exercising a lot just to build up muscle mass so that they yeah, end up losing yeah. less of it?
2: Yeah maybe, maybe not not like you know bo- bodybuilder level <laughs> in terms of like you know no no one, no one looks like they're on steroids or anything like that. I
1: can't fit into my space
0: suit.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cannot
0: flex or else I'll break my space suit. <laughs> <That> would be sad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, def- but
2: but def- no, no. But but definitely, they once they're selected for the mission, they have strict fitness regimes. You know, they they can't just like slack off and eat all day. <laughs> kind of, you know, enjoy <laughs> enjoy their last few days in our on Earth before they go up. They've got very uh, regimented activity designed to keep their muscle mass and and actually their bone mass too. Keep their uh, bone mass up also.
0: Okay, wow. Then, you you have to, to, to lift iron to go into <laughs> space. That's crazy. I, I thought it was just more like just getting used to reentry and like, you know, leaving the atmosphere. It's more than that, it's prepping your body. Okay.
2: Yeah. And even once they're up there, then they still they still do a lot of work. Like once on the International Space Station, because it's designed to house people, there's a little bit of room on it. So they, I think they have a small bike on there. Um, they can do resistance training with bungee cord type. You know bungee cords, Um, so they do have to do work while they're up in the space station. You know, pretty much every day uh, while they're there, they're working to keep, you know, keep prevent their muscle mass from decreasing at five percent a week. (laughs)
1: Huh? So they so they use like the bungee cores, like they can wrap a bungee belt around them and like do squats or something like that. Is that?
2: Yeah, kind of like if you go to the gym and use the resistance bands, mm-hmm. you know, all those cable machines, it's kind of the same thing.
0: Oh, Okay. Hold on, I have a follow up question. You said all this exercise to prevent the five percent decrease in muscle mass every week. Is that? Do is that the maximum you lose per week? I don't know if you know this, or is that? Like, do you, do astronauts actually offset that down to like maybe one or two percent per week or something with exercise? Yeah,
2: they yeah they they can get it down because because if they were losing five percent a week, by the time you were there for you know three months, you you'd be yeah. You'd be no, in that's trouble.
0: that's why when you first said that, I was like, they're up there for six months, I was like. What? <laughs> yeah. So okay, yeah, so they, okay. They do,
2: they do definitely lose mass, and when they come back to Earth um they and even even once they're done being in space and they come back they still need a rigorous fitness regime because it takes a long time to build back the muscle mass that they've now lost but they're sort of you know before they go up while they're up and even after they come back down they're kind of always working to try to keep their muscles as similar as possible but inevitably while they're up there they're going to lose some muscle mass and some bone mass
1: Hmm. is it um but there's nothing really that they can do for like uh for the bone mass, right? Like uh, other than probably taking like vitamins or supplements or something like that.
2: Yeah. Exercise does help with your bones too. Actually they've done, they've done some research and they seem to find that your your muscles and bones really work, work together. So it, it it seems like, you know, the stuff, the stuff that you're doing to help your muscles maintain mass does slightly help build up the bone mass as well. Um, but yeah, it's not, you know, there's, you can't, you can't, you know, in in the same way you can do do a squat, sort of try to actively, you know, build your butt muscle. You you can't, you know, add bone to you know, to your arm or anything like that directly.
0: Right. I, I, so my follow up question to that is, you already started listing some stuff. What are the known exercises people do in space?
2: So they do a lot of a lot of like resistance band, bungee core type things. They do have a bike. Um, I don't know that this is on the space station right now, but I know that they had created. Um, I don't think of a good example. Sort of like a. There, there is. There's something like this now. What is, oh, like a compression machine. I mm-hmm. think that's what it's called.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I know a bunch of like I think models and celebrities do it, where they kind of sit in the sleeve. <sighs> Oh. It's supposed to, like, radiate,
0: you know? oh, is that like I've that, that it, band thing that <laughs> goes around your abdomen or something like that?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh wow, okay.
2: Stuff, I've seen I've seen these posts on social media of people like sitting in a sleeve, and it's supposed to help alleviate inflammation around your muscle. Um, and it sort of it sort of looks like that. They, I know they've space agencies have created things like that where you basically go into a. I don't think your head is in it, but hmm. you go into a. Uh, Tube like your body sort of inserted in the tube, and it seals around you. And inside the tube, the pressure is adjusted. Oh. In order to, in order yeah right, in order to simulate gravity, so so to sort of make your muscles feel like they're back in a you know gravity that they're more used to.
0: Is that sure that they're more is used that to. a pleasant feeling to be in? Like that would, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I know you're it, being like you're literally being pulled or you're you're being suctioned at that point. Like is that good for astronauts or they were like, okay, I got to just do this for my body.
2: Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think it feels that bad or that weird, but I also don't think they've seen that many results from it.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. so my only knowledge other than talking to you about space is from obviously movies and TV and, uh, whatever I remember from school, but, uh, I remember watching Europa report. Um, I don't know if you've seen that, uh, but, in there, they were talking, one of the, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen that movie, uh, one of the astronauts gets into a predicament where he has fuel on his uh, his suit while he's outside their ship, and they can't let him back in uh, for fear of contaminating uh, the oxygen going back in. So I don't know if you know this. I know we haven't listed this question, but how do you deal with, is sweat accounted for for astronauts when they work out? Because that's going to be floating around, right, I would assume? <laughs> In the space station?
2: Yes. Yeah, so so if, if they're in separate clothing, it, it, the sweat would stay within the clothing. Okay. Um, so just whenever they, you know, take that clothing off, I'm sure that they would do it, uh, that they would do it carefully.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Sweat, though, you know, y- your body's sort of, so, e- even when it's not, you know, be- beating up on you visibly, mm-hmm. you know, your body's releasing, you know, slight amount of sweat sort of constantly. So, um... I know. I know. In that movie, like I think it was hydrazine that got into the ship, mm. which is way more, which is a uh, you know way more toxic and lethal than sweat ever will be.
0: Okay, gotcha. Um, I'm just pulling two things together that have no relation. Okay, got it, <laughs> got it. All right, <laughs> <laughs> cross that question off
1: there. No, I was <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> Since we were talking about uh, bones and stuff like that, just uh I've heard this. I don't know if it's like a myth or anything, but is it true that like you Grow an inch in height, like being in zero gravity, like for a while, or is that just a myth
2: yeah i I don't know exactly whether it's an inch or not, but you definitely can gain some height because your spine you know all, all the discs between your vertebrae mm-hmm. there's just there's a lot of compression going on there, right so when you're outside gravity when you when you're not you know when you're not experienced gravity, some of the stuff that's compressed can decompress a bit, mm-hmm. and therefore you will be a little bit taller.
1: Oh. Just, just like in the morning, I, Justin. What if I just laid down for like a month or two? Could I like possibly grow an inch higher? I don't know.
2: No. Damn it. Damn it. That
1: was my master plan. Is that and what then, you're and prepping for?
2: And you'll, yeah, and, and you'll also have atrophy muscles then too.
1: Choke's hey. on you. <laughs> as long as I'm taller, man. Yeah.
0: People will do anything, huh? um we have this ridiculous question we want to ask you um you you want to ask. i want to ask i have a ridiculous question i want to ask um any plans to introduce some weird sport in space
2: <laughs> can no, you I do any think... sport <laughs> i don't think so and weirdly even though it's in space it's because there's a lack of space
3: ah. like you know
2: on- you, you think of space as being so open and vast, but the space station itself, although it has enough room for a few people to, you know, move around and eat and sleep, it's not that roomy. And although someone could, in theory, you know, toss an object to someone else, you know, they're, you, know you, you can't have a football game and say, go long to anyone, you know, or something like Isn't that. Isn't Richard
0: Branson trying to, like, open up a hotel in orbit or something like that? It's like, I don't know.
2: Probably. <laughs> probably, <hope>. probably, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Because I was going to say, like, yeah, so, is there like some space curling or something like that? <laughs> space curling. I mean, there
2: could be, yeah. There's, there's, certainly no scientific, you know, reason why you couldn't develop sports for space. <laughs> okay. Definitely. Is. Just boredom. Yeah,
0: but I don't think astronauts yeah. are that bored of space. I think they're pretty busy, right? Uh, doing all these experiments. Um, oh yeah. Is there anything else other than the uh, the suctioning thing you mentioned uh, that can recreate gravity for astronauts? Yeah,
2: there's. There's a few ways. there's no way that's actually done right now. So it's mm-hmm. more stuff that ha- that in theory can be done, but we don't actually do it.
0: Wait, no one's um, figured out gravitrons yet? Are you ta- are you kidding me? No one's figured it out? Yeah. No. Okay. Dang <laughs> yeah. it.
2: There's nothing I know. They, they they don't get to go into some sort of super cool suit right now and just feel like they're at home. Mm-hmm. Um but there are two things that we could in theory do that we know would probably work. Um the first is just basically by rotating the spaceship really fast and that's like you ever go to an amusement park and there's that ride where i i i I can't do a roller coaster anything like that i've actually never been (laughs) on this ride but i have friends that have done it and i've watched the video of them doing it and um they it's like a Spinning, it looks like a UFO, like a flying
1: saucer. Yeah, you know, yeah it sticks you to the wall. Yeah, it sticks you
0: to the wall. Yeah, right? exactly,
2: exactly. Yeah. There's a classic exactly for our uh,
0: French film. Uh, I think it was black and white. It was there's a like a big scene in this film where this kid, like I think he, like ditches school. I can't remember the name. Like, and if anyone's listening to this that knows is a film buff, they're gonna think I'm an idiot. But yeah, this is really famous. Like a kid goes upside down while it's spinning really fast. He's just stuck up against the wall. Uh, it's yeah. It's my dream to do that, but it, now they have bars <laughs> <laughs> where you can't really do that. It's kind of sticks you there. But yeah, sorry about that. So it's spinning really fast.
2: Yeah. So it, so it's just like that ride. You, you you stand against the wall. You spin around really fast. And then once you're spinning really quickly, the floor drops out from underneath you, and you don't fall. You stay, you know, where you are. You sort of stay grounded, even though there's no actual ground beneath you. Um. That's that's the exact concept. Basically, you could, in theory, take a spaceship and just rotate it really fast uh, such that the force generated from the rotation basically holds you in place.
1: Right. And that's like so what they, we saw on like a 2001 movie, Space Odyssey. Interstellar. They oh, had, they did it on uh, the new one too, the new Cloverfield movie. They had like rotating parts of the ship. Oh, really? a lot of that was in the outer space. Um I'm I'm surprised though, like
0: it's been, I mean Hollywood's been doing it for a while, <laughs> like uh, is there just a, a budget reason why they can't just like spin or just equipment's going to go flying around right now?
2: Yeah, I think too, one, it, to, to get anything to spin you need something to push it, mm-hmm. so it's either, you know, to, so to get a spacecraft to spin you either need something outside the spacecraft that's going to give it a push, and, the, and then of course because you're in space when that thing pushes the spacecraft, the thing that did the pushing is going to go flying backwards. Right. Um, or you would need the spacecraft to just use fuel and kind of you know propel itself. But, but they, need the yeah, they need the fuel, yeah.
0: Then you have to get the fuel up there. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, and I think the other reason too is even though art, you know, even though not being in Earth gravity isn't great for your body in short amounts of time, it's not detrimental. You know, we ha- we all, all the astronauts come back, and so far they're they're okay ge- generally.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, generally. So I think. Yeah, you know.
0: We'll (laughs) talk about that later. Sorry, keep going.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because I'm I'm sure, as you know, especially for some that have come back recently, I'm sure as they get older and they start to become senior citizens, you know, I think we'll we'll discover new things that didn't appear when they were, you know, 40 years old or 50 years old. But uh, I'm sure it will become a hotter topic as they start to talk about manned missions to Mars, because that's a longer mission and a longer length of time. And then, you know, maybe at, you know, Three months versus three years, maybe the effects of having no gravity is much, much higher.
0: You're the right person to ask for this. Uh, what's the gravity difference on Mars compared to Earth? Is it, It's less on Mars, correct?
2: It's less on Mars. I think it's about one third less. So I think y- you weigh about one third less.
0: I've been holding on to that question for a long time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk more about the reentry process. Oh, did you have a question? Sorry. Well, just
1: uh, I thought you said that there were a couple ways that they were talking about introducing artificial yeah. gravity. Oh. Is there another one?
2: Yeah. So there's one other, and it's much weirder, and it's much less tested, and it's much harder and much more expensive. I like and it. That already. is basically with. Yeah, I was gonna say you'll love it. Uh, it is with giant magnets, and, and then you have- in the same way that. You know when you're like a kid in science class and you have the the magnets that are shaped like bars and you put two ends together and they stick and then you push the other two ends together and they repel each other. Right. Mm -hmm. So it basically relies on the repulsion. Where if I put some, if I put you know, uh, I don't know, if I put a sprinkle like an ice cream cone sprinkle in the center of two magnets that are repelling each other, the repulsion force is basically pushing on the sprinkle and keeping it in the middle. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, in theory, you you could do the same thing with person if, with a person. If you had a powerful enough you know set of magnets that were repelling each other, you could suspend something between those two magnets. And if you calibrated it just correctly, when you're suspending the person between them and they're getting you know compressed by the repulsion force, you can match that compression to feel exactly like gravity does here on Earth.
1: Gotcha. Is somebody being murdered outside your house? I just <laughs> got to call no, out the I elephant know. in the room. I know,
2: no, because I live right on an avenue, so anytime it's, it's there's an New ambulance, it goes down the avenue and not the side street, so it's, I hear every you, single.
0: You know, it's funny. <laughs> I see. I stayed, I it's completely side a uh, story. But I stayed at a friend's place in New York City in Soho, and. Uh, What is going on in the background in your place was exactly what was happening, but like right underneath the window where I was sleeping. (laughs) And like my friend, uh, my friend, I even offered, like, uh, my wife and I, like, do you guys want earplugs? And we're like, you're weird. Like from California, like, oh, who needs earplugs to sleep? And then we did not sleep that night. They offered (laughs) it
1: to you before. Yeah. (laughs) She (laughs) knew what was
0: going on, man. And I was just like, anyways, but no,
1: it's all good. It's city life. Hey, it's the magic of podcasting. It's all good. (laughs) Anyways.
2: I I sleep with
1: earplugs, yeah. Yeah, I see. That's crazy. I didn't realize people actually did that. Yeah,
0: but like it made perfect sense afterwards uh, when I woke up, or not woke up, (laughs) when the sun came up and I was like, I should have really taken those earplugs. And my wife and I were like, we should have really taken those (laughs) earplugs. Anyways, um, I digress. Uh, That was the other thing you were talking about. So was there any other means of artificial gravity that are theorized uh, that we can implement?
2: That, that's the main, too, just the rotation and with magnets. The magnets okay. Um, it's. I think the rotation is... The, the problem with the magnets is you need you need a really big magnet, and you also need to, in order to get them to do what I'm describing, you actually need to super cool them to get them down to really, 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 really cold temperatures. And that requires a lot of energy. That requires a lot of equipment. That takes time, and it's expensive, and, you know, all these things. So I feel like whatever... We end up implementing next. I, my guess would probably be neither of those two things. <laughs> oh,
0: I figured it out. I know the answer.
1: Oh, nice!
0: Isn't it here it, on the interesting? Right, you know, right here, right here. Isn't it cold in space? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, not cold enough.
2: Yeah. No, it is cold.
0: But like, you it's cold
2: to- not not quite cold enough. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> nice try, Dev. That was that was my uh, that was my only way in <laughs> to like you know the science community and being respect. All right, that's fine, Jacqueline. <laughs> but you one. are wearing a NASA hat, so I'll I give you wearing, credit for that. Uh, Jacqueline's counts, on, yeah. yeah. well, Jacqueline's on air. I thought I'd get into the uh, into the spirit here. Um, yeah. So actually, if let me go back to this question I want to ask. Yeah, you. go for it. So the reentry process for astronauts, if they've been there six months or however long, they've obviously had, like you just said, there's some wear on the body. Um, what happens when you come back in, uh, into Earth's atmosphere and you get reintroduced to gravity full time and like what's going on? What 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 are these astronauts experiencing when they get back?
2: So you do, so as, as you're on your descent, it, it doesn't happen, in you know, quite so instantly, but it does happen very quickly.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the the body, as far as noticing the gravity again, I, I from what I've read from astronauts, it hasn't necessarily been too shocking because as you're also entering up, it sort of feels like a, you know, airplane taking a very deep, quick dive, you know, quick, shaking, turbulent dive. Okay. And... From what it's from what I've read from the interviews, that seems to be a bit more impactful and you know nerve wracking and stress causing than, than the actual like feeling of gravity again. Um. So,
3: just the
0: fear far of falling. As, you know,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just just in general, like I'm careening back toward a planet. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. You know, no biggie. Um.
2: But but definitely once they you know do get back or or even you know even on the craft you've got to hit a button or you know something or you know. Once it lands, you know, unbuckling your seatbelt, you know, tiny mundane things like that. It must feel incredibly different because now you actually have to exert effort to, you know, lift the buckle off of your lap. Whereas before, the second you unclip it, it just floats up, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I imagine. So there must
2: be a bit, you know,
0: Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, there's a interview I watched of, with an astronaut saying, "Like, man, taking zero gravity, taking for granted, like zero gravity is like in space. You know, you're working on something, you just like." Hold it up in hold it up in the air, let go and it it'll stay there. <laughs> but if you try to do that it'll right, just right, fall yeah. straight down It might fall on your foot or something. I forgot his exact quote, but it was actually really funny when he, how he was explaining it like I want to know what that feels like. That's actually pretty
2: awesome. Yeah. I'm- yeah, and they do I think I don't know if it's at I don't know which company does it if it's a NASA facility or like Virgin Galactic or um, oh those planes, deck, those planes. Know, Fifteen years, yeah. They they do have these sort of flights that that, that uh, take you into, into quote unquote uh you know uh, floating a little bit. They 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 go up to a certain height and they sort of go into a free fall mode, a, a controlled free fall, where I think about you know ten to thirty seconds at a time, and then they resume flight, and then you know it's sort of one second you're floating, then you're back on the ground, then you're floating, you're back on the ground. I know, I know a lot of people get very nauseous from what I've heard, so I'm sure, I'm sure the astronauts do too. You know, they probably for for, for your digestion that can't be pretty. Um, <laughs> Having everything so you know. This is going sit at the up moderation. and down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: You know, I actually looked up one of those uh, flights because I, I there was an article a few years back uh, where actually Stephen Hawking, rest his soul, is he had got permission from his doctor. Or doctors, that he can go yeah. on one of these plane rides. No way. And uh, there was a lot of uh, like big people involved with this to make this happen for him. Uh, and when they went up the first time, they were like they had medics in the plane, stuff like that, just to make sure if anything happened. Like Stephen Hawking, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> nothing, yeah. Um, and he just, had, like, there's a picture online. You can Google this. It's, he, he has the biggest smile on his face. Like, because oh, he, he was good. The, it, it, he went up the first time, it was fine. And they went up again and again and again. And he was he was loving it. And I was like, I want to have that kind of joy in my face. <laughs> and I looked it up and it was like 100K just to go on for like a few minutes. I'm like, oh, this is some serious disposable income that I am <laughs> not going to have anytime soon. So, never mind. <laughs> so, um, Okay, so how did we get to jump? Oh, yeah, zero gravity. So back to the re-entry process for astronauts. Like, what, are, what goes on when they come out? Like, you said it's a gradual increase. Like, you're going up and down in a plane. And when they get down to the ground, uh, what's it like from that point on? Like, is walking a normal thing? I, we've seen videos of astronauts, like, coming out of the of the shuttle, and they look okay.
1: Are they just wobbly-legged after that? Yeah, or?
2: yeah. Yeah, kind of. They they definitely get a medical inspection, just you know, just to cover your bases, safety check. And I'm sure they their muscles have atrophied a little bit. I'm sure basic things like walking, you know, do feel it. It probably feels similar if you've ever had surgery and had anesthesia. Yeah. I I am I, I'm, yeah. I imagine it's it's a fairly similar feeling to that. Or it's not like you can't do anything afterward, but it's just a lot harder. It's a lot more burden and. You kind of got to recover and build back your muscle capability and your, you know your your mental capability too, just to be able to you know remember what what gravity feels like. Um, so yeah, no, no, they don't they don't come back you know and get rushed off into an ambulance right away or any anything nearly that dire. I think they just feel a bit off and feel a bit you know, lead footed mm. and uh, get back to it. Yeah.
0: Is there? Do they? And so there's medical examinations, what have you, uh, how, how, how long does this all, all this take, like does it take days for them to, when they come back to earth to stay with the doctors to make sure they're okay for like a week or something like that before they can go home or are, I'm not sure if My, you know that.
2: I don't know the exact number. My guess is it's not that long. I would, mm-hmm. I would imagine that they get checked out medically pretty quickly. Okay. Um, both, both for good moral reasons of safety and, and honestly, probably reasons of just a public relations nightmare <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs>
0: kind of
2: thing. You know, you, you know, you don't, you don't want an astronaut coming back and then three days later being rushed to the hospital for something oh, they right. could have caught right then and there.
0: Completely forgot about um, PR. I forgot about that. That's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Right.
2: Yeah, so my, so my guess is it's a combo of both that obviously, you know, you want to check them out and make sure they're safe. But I, but from a more, from a more corporate side of things, um, I think that they would, I don't. Personally, I think they wouldn't be doing their due diligence if, you know, they waited a few days. Um, so my guess is they get checked out pretty quickly. And I imagine whatever scans they have, I don't think it takes that long. Um, certain astronauts, they've done further testing, not not for the astronaut's own health, but just for actual scientific research. You know, we want to study how your bone mass has changed, how your muscle mass has changed. We want to publish papers and reports on this. Um so if you're one of those folks, then my guess is you're hanging around a bit longer as they do more tests on you. You know, see how you do on a treadmill, on a bike. Um,
0: Got to collect I'm all sure that data. Show. Data's yeah, there. yeah,
2: yeah. Like like at that point, you're sort of the, the participant in a scientific study. Um, but they also, you know, it 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 takes months and months. It's probably several years for them to you know have a, have a strict fitness regime and you know fully uh. Fully get back to having their muscle mass.
1: Yeah, at one point, so in, at, at one point in the past, I saw this on an episode of I Dream of Genie. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know if it's true. Please go on. <laughs> but uh, didn't did they like quarantine? I don't know if you know this, but did they quarantine uh, astronauts at one point when they came back because they were worried about some weird space disease or something like that? Or am I totally making that up? This is not uh-huh. I Dream of Genie, man. This is the Twilight Zone, <laughs> probably. <laughs>
2: I don't, I don't know, but I could see it. I could see if they thought they were exposed to like more radiation than oh, they should have been. Oh, that makes
1: sense. That probably makes. And more they sense. don't, and
2: they don't want it, you know, transferring to other people. Like I could see them doing that. Um, I don't. Uh, this, I, I don't think this next scenario has ever happened. But if if we start traveling, you know, further and further, and they think that you know, oh, an astronauts contracted some bacteria from Jupiter and it's on their space chute, I'm sure they'd want to quarantine that spacesuit right away, right? And not, you know, let the astronaut walk walk around with you know Jupiter bacteria on him. Um,
0: would you? If, but
2: that. But I don't think that situation's happened. Yeah.
0: Would you be more exposed? Would some astronauts be more exposed because that uh, that crew would be like what be more exposed to like solar flares for that particular mission versus other expeditions, et cetera? Like, where where would yeah. radiation come yeah. from other than solar flares?
2: Yeah. Definitely the radio, yeah, already it should, it's coming from the sun. Uh, absolutely. If you get hit by more flares, there's more exposure. Um, God forbid, if there's a leak or a malfunction of any kind. Um, if you're doing a space walk and you're, you're out, you're outside the space station, that can give you a little more. You know, um,
0: I, I just also- realized, I'm sorry, before you can go on, we don't even know what, some of our listeners may not know what solar flares are. If you can explain that too.
2: <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. So the, the sun, although, from you know, you can't stare at the sun here because you'll burn your eyes out. Um, really, but if you actually c- could look at it, and the spacecraft that have looked today, it, it's quite active, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of you know, the sun is just a you know hot hot plasma uh, ball, orange and yellow in color on, on the sort of quote unquote outside of it, mm-hmm. and it's basically just constantly giving off radiation and light and the heat, and it's uh, flinging out sort of a radiative particles and plasma particles and so sometimes uh the the things that we see here as auroras on earth that are really pretty yeah um those are pretty because they're not really harming us you know they're they're not immediate they're not you know radiating us and frying us instantly um but if you're an astronaut and you're above the earth's atmosphere you're not as protected and so when the sun does something like that it flares up and it you know spits out uh extra, you know, radiation that travels and kind of gets to the area where the spacecraft is, uh it's not it's not the best
0: okay. That's yeah. I just want to make sure because when we're I just realized we're saying like, yeah, more radiation is like, oh yeah, solar flares, blah blah blah. It's
1: like some people are like, wait, what? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Thank you for explaining that.
3: Yeah.
1: So moving on to like just the more mundane stuff of living in space, like this is something sure. I always wondered, like I've seen uh, a couple things of them, like, I I can't remember who the girl was, but she was just showing how she washed her hair in space, <laughs> which <laughs> I guess there's no, yeah. like, rinsing or anything. They just use this soap that you can just kind of, like, wipe off, or is that is that the case yeah. that they use?
2: Yeah. The, the, the basic issue with, with grooming in general in space is just, con- is, it's just containment. You know, everything is floating away, so... If you were to rinse your hair, all the water would start floating away. Or if you use wet soap, you know, and lathered it up, all those lathery bubbles would just start floating away. Um, If you're, you know, a man and like shaving your beard or your mustache, all the little hairs would just start flying away. Um, That would be annoying.
0: That would be super annoying. Just saying as a guy who shaves that, like, I hate my sink after I shave. Yeah,
3: yeah. (laughs)
2: Oh, God. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Ima- imagine your sink except it's on your ceiling and it's on your, you know, controls and it's clogging up your air oh. filters and, you know, all, all kinds of things, both annoying and, and genuinely problematic. Nightmare. Um, Yeah. So the main the main issue with grooming is just containment, you know, making sure that you can still groom as you'd like to but not have stuff flying everywhere. Um.
1: So how are you containing so I- that stuff, like, and just... The water itself, if you're, like, <laughs> rinsing yourself off with a damp cloth or something like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, a, lo- a lot of it involves more u- use, of fa- use of, like, fabric or a heavier cream instead of like, a liquid, like, water. Um, so, I know for grooming, the shaving cream they use is especially thick. And it's designed that when you put it on your face and, and shave, it kind of clings to the hairs. Mm. Um, and so, you really, you really have to very intentionally wipe the cream away it's not just gonna fly off your face um and the hairs will get stuck in the cream um so it's just a lot of you using drier materials thicker materials um heavier materials that you can then come in and sort of wipe away and then put into a controlled you know waste area
1: man it seems like one of the things these astronauts just want to do first thing when they get back is like just give me like a whiskey and a shower, Jack, like yeah. seriously, yeah, <laughs> those just, two things particularly. Oh yeah.
0: yeah, is it more? I wonder if it's more advantageous just to like grow through your beard and in, in, in space, just grow it. You don't have to deal with like. Yeah, I haven't
1: seen any astronauts with beards. What's up with that?
0: Have to be an astronaut with a beard, unless there's like a, a dress code type thing. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> the space dress code. There yeah. might be a space. Is there a
0: space <laughs> dress code, Jacqueline?
2: I don't know. There's certainly. Certainly for various activities, you need to have the proper, you know, protect, protective gear on. Right. Um, And I know...
0: I don't know, maybe I a beard's flammable. Have- <laughs> Is that like a thing? I have no idea. <laughs> maybe other countries do this? I'm not sure, actually. I haven't uh-huh. done that research.
2: I think Man. they definitely ha- they have some sort of uniform, but I'm sure, you know, at, at, at night or, you know, when they're kind of on their off shift... Um. They must have, you know, like like a T-shirt, or maybe it's a NASA T-shirt, or something like
0: that. We gotta, gotta, I gotta figure this out. All right, yeah, all right. Questions on questions here, over at the interesting hour.
1: (laughs) Uh, So when they're okay, so say dude just shaved and he's got this cloth with all this nasty, gross, sticky, super sticky, creamy stuff in it, like. So Lovely. where does that cloth go? Is that cloth get cleaned somewhere? Is there a dishwasher in space? <laughs>
2: there's no dishwasher. Oh.
1: Oh, so Good they, question.
2: Uh, so they they can either, I guess in theory they could either wipe it off, or I am I am my guess would be that it's disposable, and mm. there's just waste areas, sort sort of like a controlled uh, garbage bin, but but instead of a lid where you know if you took the lid off stuff would fly out, I imagine it's more like a funnel. Entry where you can push stuff in, but it can't come flying right back out. Right. Um, like a, a waste disposal system. Um, uh, certain, certain waste tech, you know, small, small small enough bits of waste you could even send out into space, into the Earth's atmosphere, and the atmosphere would burn it up.
0: Yeah, I was thinking, I was just thinking about, like, waste like that from The Martian. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that movie. Yeah. With Matt Damon. They actually saved over oh. Or there were stools, samples, and like it was later. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. how
1: we grew potatoes, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <Or something. laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert. Justin, come on.
1: Oh, sorry. Dang.
0: Jeez. are f- from the entertainment industry, Oh, but Justin. it's so
2: good. If anyone hasn't seen it, you got to read the book, too. The book is amazing. I heard the
0: book was great. I have not read the book uh, personally. Oh, it sucks. So- um, if, you, if,
2: you like, if you like the movie, you'll love the book.
0: <laughs> yeah, I need to check that out. Um, okay, let's go back, but to the other gender. What happens with females have to deal with other stuff, like the time of the month, if they're on their period in space? How does that work for female astronauts?
2: Yeah, so it's actually kind of unexciting. Um, Originally, before women were even allowed up in space, one of the reasons why they weren't allowed up was because people said, oh, you know, if they go up during that time of the month, they're going to be moody and hormonal, and, you know, how can you ever manage a dangerous situation? This is an argument against
0: women, you're saying? That's what they were saying.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It used to it used to be one of the arguments against women going to space, saying you you can't possibly be fit for travel. Well, yeah, you know, how, you know, how how can you emergency pilot a ship if you're te- if you're constantly crying? <laughs>
0: oh my goodness, how <laughs> pissed would you be if you're a woman to hear that? Like, excuse me?
2: Oh, so
3: pissed. Yeah.
2: So, so pissed. Yeah, and I mean, and then and they even and they, they even went so far as to use faulty science to sort of back it up because. This this wasn't you know a tested thing. So there used to be all these claims that oh you know when you have your period there there's a blood blood flow out of the body and without gravity the blood's just going to go right back up into you and oh cause all kinds goodness. of problems for your reproductive system. You know of course there was no evidence for this. It was just how how can we make our bullshit sound? Excuse me. We,
0: no, no no no. Okay, yeah that's <laughs> that's totally justified. When when was how this being promoted? When when when, when yeah. was this information being like circulated? Like wow, like what decades do you do you know that by any chance? Like how long ago was this?
2: So in the, in the U.S., it was definitely sixties and seventies, and, and honestly, even past that. So Sally Ride was the first American woman woman to go up into space in 1983. Though so, though I'm sure you know, once even after she came back down successfully, I'm sure she still got plenty of it. You know, and I'm sure to this day, in closed circles, there's still, you know, crap floating around, just just like there is in every you know in every field. Um, so it, I'm sure it started to decline a bit in the '80s once she sort of breached that, you know, she breached that glass ceiling, so to speak.
1: She proved um, she didn't <laughs> die up there from her period. Yeah, so. she Nothing yeah, went she, back she, up. She
2: didn't have any, right, she didn't have any reproductive issues. She's completely fine. Um, and actually, she's she's a really fun one to like listen to in documentaries and interviews. She speaks really frankly about all the issues, um, and uh, she's said so much how. When they were planning her, you know, trip up into space, and people were trying to guess, you know, how many tampons she would need for one week, and you know, men were coming to her and saying, "Oh, do you need a thousand tampons for two days?" (laughs) You know, it was, you know, scientists. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, sure, you know, a lot of it was sexism, but people also just had no clue. (laughs) Um, Yeah it wasn't, you know, it it, it was men also, you know, in addition to being male astronauts, it was men planning those missions and men organizing those missions. And so she just had a lot of, you know, stuff like that where where even for the folks that I'm sure were trying to be nice and respectful and helpful, just didn't know. Um, So, yeah, so she, so, you know, she set them straight. She went up there, um, had a fine time. You know, many women have gone up since. uh, And it turns out it's actually quite boring uh the periods work the same there's nothing there's no real <laughs> <is> difference. <laughs> well that's yeah, good to know <laughs> yeah it kind of is it's kind of is there's no major change um female astronauts you, you can request tampons pads you know all, all the products that you need it all you know it gets planned ahead of time um some female astronauts that have elected to take a contraceptive the time that they're up in space just to put their period in hold entirely to not deal with it.
1: Oh, that um, makes sense.
2: Which again, yeah, which, which again kind of sounds like the you know, women on earth, you know, that, <laughs> that's what we do down here too. Right. You know? Um. Yeah. So it's actually really similar. It's just,
0: have a random question for you after that one yeah. if any of these don't sound random enough um, <laughs> we're just
1: getting into random territory we're just gonna start shooting oh no no yeah this is gonna it's gonna start getting weird right
0: now <laughs> interesting hour is gonna change into the weird hour right now um does like skin peel off your feet in space
3: yes
0: wait wait yeah. all right, so i didn't ask this question so i have no idea why i'm asking this
1: can you explain this to me what's going on that-
2: I'm pretty sure I started this. I think I wrote this down. a Suggestion. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I
1: didn't write this question yeah. either. Yeah. But <laughs> I was like, "Is this a, just a widely yeah. believed thing?" But to or- our listeners, uh,
0: we we gathered all these questions. And we gave it to Jacqueline. We're like, "Yo, is it okay if we ask these questions?" Since you came up with this great idea to come up with this episode, and she was like, "Yeah, she was game." So this is mixed of a, a yeah. bunch of questions. So yeah. yeah I was
2: I feel like you guys added in the more appropriate, like, stuff about gravity and sports, and I hit you with, like, <laughs> dead skin, poop, you know, all
0: this <laughs> go, hold, on, hold on. We're going to get to poop in a minute. <laughs> but first, the, 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 the dead skin, the peeling of the feet, what's going on with that?
2: Yeah. So, so on so you know, on Earth now, your skin skin is the body's biggest organ, and it's constantly shedding, and even even not in the sense of, you know – You're getting like a pedicure, you know, intentionally scraping dead skin off your feet. Even when you can't actually, you know, see it or, you know, you're not made aware of it. Your body is shedding skin cells all the time. Um, And when you shed them, you know, they fall to the ground and you don't really notice it. Uh, In space, though, just like we've been saying, stuff doesn't fall to the ground. It floats up. So in space, if if you're an astronaut and you take your sock off, instead of that dead skin sort of staying put, in the sock and you know, you flick it in the laundry and you aren't even aware of it. In space, all those little dead skin particles, which if they've accumulated certainly big enough to see, they just start floating around and it's very gross. And it could if you know if if you do it improperly or there's enough of it, it could absolutely clog a filtration system. Our
1: producer uh, that is here right now, I just gotta say, she has her hand over her mouth. She looks like she's about ready to puke. <laughs> Keep talking, Jacqueline. Keep talking. <laughs>
3: more <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but yes yeah, so they, they've got to be really intentional with how, how they you know disrobe and change their clothing and it's but especially you know especially feet cause, you know that's that's the reason why you know pe- pedicures are a thing you know especially uh you know you, just, just like on earth I think you, you notice your dead skin the most probably on your foot um so yeah it's, it's, the same is true there you, if you're taking your sock off you need to be quite careful and intentional about and make sure the stuff you yeah. know, you can't just fling it off and kind of rip it off and toss it across the room because you're going to fling out a bunch of dead skin along with it. There's you're going to shower your fellow astronauts in dead skin.
0: Yeah, man. I was going to say, there's a lot of extra responsibility going on with just self-care when you're up there. Oh, or, yeah. Like, a lot of things you just don't
1: want to deal with when you're on Earth. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, okay. So, um, are there like... The so, like, there's filtration systems on there, right? Like, obviously. There's like yeah. a HEPA filter, right up there or something like that? Or HEPA yeah.
2: filter? Yeah. There's fil- there's filtration systems, but the ship generally, they do use recycled air. So, it gets filtered, then it comes back out. So, the issue, so if you clog the filter, first of all, you're, you're just not getting the air. Um, but also, let's say something passes through the filter, it gets recycled, then it's going to come right back to you. So it's just the goal is you know keep keep it as clean as possible. So don't
0: is- don't pass gas when you're working with your fellow astronauts. It's going to get recycled back at you.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think there's any way to get around for that, months. <laughs> for months. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so space is gross. Uh, I don't want to go anymore. No, no, I'm done. no this is
0: fantastic, actually. <laughs> in fact, so fantastic, we should find out how do you st- not stay bored in space. Would, oh yeah. How did, uh, what do do you know what astronauts do to keep their mind busy when they're not like running experiments or what have you?
2: Yeah, so so if actually if you've seen the movie The Martian, it's quite accurate how like oh, no. uh, each, each 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 astronaut had you know their, their box of stuff. Someone brought playing cards. Someone brought books by their favorite author or a DVD by their favorite you know producer. Um, so they are absolutely allowed to bring up a small amount of personal you know items. Um, and, I, uh, I'm just
0: imagining Matt Damon going through all your stuff, and you up there just watching a, a series of videos of Matt Damon going through your stuff and commenting on everything. Like <laughs> that was the really whole entertainment fan. of *The Martian*, man. <laughs> Matt Damon, <Yeah>. brilliant actor. <laughs> Sorry, go on. So yeah, you have a, you have your box of personal belongings. Okay, so yeah,
2: yeah, they got they got a little bit of stuff, and um, kind of in the same way that you know here on Earth, typically people work for like certain hours. During the day, or sleep for other hours, and then during you know a few hours you're not working or sleeping, you're kind of just off duty. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the same system there too. where they, they they each astronaut has a schedule. You know things are designed to overlap in a way where you know there there's there's enough people you know watching things and making sure everything's good while other folks are, you know maybe taking their time off. Um, so everyone they have scheduled free time every day uh, where they can you know chill out and relax. Um, and even and even before they go up into space, you know they're the as as best they can. They you know psychologically evaluate people and try to see if you're the type of person that's going to be more prone to getting really bored or, or, or freaking out. You know. I, <laughs> uh, I,
0: this is something that's important to me. I need to ask this: Is there like outlets in the space stations or like or in space? Like, can you plug in? Your Nintendo Switch if you brought it up there (laughs) to charge it? Because I know like even astronauts bring cameras up there. Those use batteries. Do they have access to like standardized country specific like plug outlets?
2: You know, I actually don't know.
0: That'd be interesting, guys. I don't know if that's like That's a good question. I don't know if it's just predetermined, like, oh, they're gonna be using these this equipment, so we'll just build in a charging station in the control panel versus just Having a cable, like, all right, let's just try and aim and plug this in, right? Oh, missed it. Well, uh, <laughs> there's no gravity up yeah, here, <laughs> like, because, like, if you can bring, oh, it, yeah. Like, I mean, we're close enough to Earth at this point. Are people, you know, orbiting Earth, can they bring their cell phones up there? Can they like, <laughs> <laughs> can, can they charge that stuff up there? Just and, fly
1: up a long yeah. extension cord. Or Do they have USB
0: ports? I don't know. Like, this is I. Should, you know what? Yeah. No, I'm
2: thinking. I'm thinking about it now. I, I actually do know the answer to this. I don't know. I'm, I'm picturing some videos I've seen, they do, they do have ports so they can plug in stuff because they use laptops mm. and I've definitely seen them, I've definitely seen them plugged in. Okay. I don't think it's a standard outlet though. I think it's a special type of plug. And you um, just get
0: an adapter and or something.
2: Yeah, and, and knowing NASA, and again, this is, like, I gotta, gotta read the Martian because they talk all about this in the book. Um, they try to be really good about standardizing their plugs mm. and just stand, they try, they try to make everything interchangeable basically instead of one, you know, if instrument A plugs into port A and instrument B plugs into port B, if you know port B goes on the Fritz, you can always use port A. Um, so I'm sure that they do have places where you can plug in. And my guess is it's a special kind of port, and they try to make it quite uniform across anything that would need to plug in you know they they wouldn't want you needing like a usb port an hdmi port and a vga cable like that that, that that's the sort of thing that nasa would hate
0: yeah i see that's um, that's what i'd be concerned about and i'm just glad you knew that answer because <laughs> I, I think most people are concerned hey can i charge my phone up there <laughs> i imagine the battery die yeah, so- quickly
2: they don't. They. I don't believe they have. Um. They. They have scheduled time when they can uh, talk to family, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, t- talk talk to loved ones. But yeah, they they can't. You know, p- pop off a text or anything like that. Don't, they, <laughs> right. they, 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 don't, they don't. have you know a, a phone on, on them. Can you imagine and,
0: uh, Astronaut be like BRB? <laughs> Just Instagramming yeah, exactly. all yeah. his freeze dried food <laughs> yeah. before he eats it. BRB spacewalk. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so to be honest, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, truly wouldn't be surprised if that does happen sooner rather than later that'd be if awesome they do uh you know
0: i mean they're tweeting <laughs> from space i've seen tweet i've seen yeah. pictures yeah like uh a lot of astronauts get really active with their social media uh or at least not totally. a lot of, yeah, but like they're definitely yeah they're they're hey man there's a reason to take a selfie in space that's all <laughs> that's all i'm
2: saying oh yeah <laughs> oh wouldn't? yeah no totally I, I i wouldn't be surprised if if that comes you know in so, the next several years, like Instagram they, you know, live
0: feed, like <laughs> astronaut yeah, is live, yeah, right? They, now. <laughs> you know,
2: they they start streaming. They you know there's just, there's just Wi-Fi around. It.
1: Periscoping, and, That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> so, other than uh, boredom, there's more extreme things that can happen or go wrong in space. So, Total. like, what about when somebody <laughs> when somebody's actually exposed? to space <laughs> with someone like the vacuum like, of space goes for a spacewalk Without, and just takes off the helmet. <laughs> hey, it could happen. <laughs> yes, it yep. happened in all these movies. So, so what actually happens to the body? If, if you're that dude in that airlock and the crazy captain's like later, man, and like just spits your body out into space. <laughs> Peace. What, what happens?
2: So the short answer is you die. Right. <laughs> um, the Dang it. <laughs> the, well, the, 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 it's assuming you had no helmet on, you know, th- th- then you're dead. Um, The uh, longer answer is, basically, in in addition to our bodies liking gravity, our bodies also like atmospheric pressure. You know, when we're we're on Earth, you've got the whole weight of Earth's atmosphere pushing down on you. And we don't really feel it because our bodies are built for it. We're used to it. It's the only thing we know. So we we don't feel like, you know, maybe metaphorically we feel like there's a giant weight on us. But, you know, (laughs) physically...
0: I see what you did there.
2: Yeah. Thank (laughs) you. Physically, you don't really notice it, Um, but when you're in space, and again, you're above the atmosphere, you don't have that atmospheric pressure pushing down on you. Uh, So your skin actually, so if your skin was exposed to outer space, it causes a lot of the water that's inside your body, and our bodies are mostly water, just to start vaporizing off you, and you kind of start, you start freezing. Basically, space is very cold. And, uh, sort of all of your systems just start going on the fritz. Um, your, your, your bloodstream as it's, you know, your heart pumping your blood all around your body, your, your heart and your blood does a pretty good job of like regulating your internally in a temperature and pressure. And it'll keep trying to do that for a little while. Um, but if you were just floating out in space, you know. No spacesuit. You know, you're, you're you're just an idiot, and you're going for a joyride. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna scratch this thing off my bucket list. Then thanks, Jack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm,
2: just, I'm just gonna walk outside and see what it's like. Um, basically, you, you'll start to you'll start to freeze. Stuff will start to vaporize, and you'll sort of slowly lose consci- consciousness. And it will it's just quite quite a graceful death. You know, nothing gory.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, n- nothing splattering anywhere or any- anything like that. Um.
0: <laughs> well, my eyes get bloodshot yeah okay
2: yeah sort of, sort of a, a, a graceful freezing and vaporizing and uh loss of consciousness you're
0: very kind because anytime i say there's bloodshot eyes involved i don't call that a graceful like death
1: that's <laughs> definitely like oh man my this is not good but what would you actually die from though like are you would you die from suffocation or lack of suffocation right or, oh, no, because um, there's no, like, you don't have
0: atmospheric pressure and nothing's holding you back, holding you together.
2: We, yeah, like, I mean, and you, you, The honest answer, I guess, is that you'd die from multiple things. You know, if you're not, not breathing, you know, if, if you were hooked up to a breathing tube while all this was happening, your lungs, you know, your, your lungs in an oxygen sense would be okay, but they wouldn't have the appropriate amount of pressure pushing down on them. Um, you'll die from just the cold, and, and, you know, our bodies are mostly water, and if that's vaporizing out of you um that's not that's that that can kill you um that can kill you, you know, <laughs> that, that, yeah, this can kill you that can kill you um as your you know circulatory system slows down and your brain's not getting enough blood that can kill you
0: um, <laughs> we got a lot of issues once we get to this point <laughs> oh. okay that's uh, yeah because i mean and I, I just remember watching cowboy bebop and they're like we got to get to this other space station wrap ourselves up and kick off floating, floating, floating to the other <laughs> space station. And they're fine. Like, no suit whatsoever. Just wrap themselves up. Okay.
2: Now, it might be um, possible for a split second if you had, you know, like a teeny tiny hole in your suit. Um, a lot of the spacecraft and equipment and you know, stuff we have is designed to try to help maintain those pressure levels and regulate things. So if you had an itty-bitty baby tear and could patch it up right away, that, that wouldn't be deadly.
1: Hmm. Okay, that's that's actually a question I had like okay, so maybe you dealt with that <clears throat> that issue with the suit. But you know, you always hear that, you know, that there's big meteors out in space and then there's ones that are like the size of a quarter or something like that. And it's like yeah. those are whipping around all the time and if like one of those goes through your your shuttle, like you're screwed. It's like are there really that many of those floating around and like what would actually happen if one of those little ones just, you know, just pierced through a small portion of yeah. the International Space Station.
2: So there so there actually are a lot of little ones. The the big ones not so much, you know, like like you said, you you don't really hear like a giant, huge rock, you know, the size of the space station smacking into the space station. Yeah, that that would be awful. Um, but what they call micrometeors, just tiny, tiny rocks, um, there are actually loads of those and um luckily they don't cause real Damage um, the spacecraft and shuttles are, or are, uh, are, are, you know, when we used to have the shuttles, um, they're all built to sort of be able to withstand tiny minor impacts and sort of, uh, you know, tiny pebbles being flicked at them at really high speeds. Okay. Um, and when when the shuttles used to come back to Earth, just kind of if, if you go to the, uh, in, if you ever get a chance to go to the Intrepid in New York, and they have um, one of the shuttles that was used as a test shuttle. Um, and the whole and the whole bottom of it, you know, is just scorched and burnt up. But you can also actually see tiny little uh, pock marks on the bottom. And it's just a little tiny impact spot, you know, where, where a pebble kind of pelted into it. Um, and, it's, and most of, the, you know, 99% of the time is totally fine. Uh, something like, like a window, those have multiple layers of panes. Uh, so e- even if it was big enough to shatter the outer layer... Um, you'd still have, you know, others beneath it that should be able to do a good job. Um, and even, you know, the reason why there's airlocks and stuff like that, it's designed that if if there's a breach in, you know, the outer area, you can always seal off the inner ones. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Right.
2: Uh, so generally speaking, those tiny, tiny little rocks do impact space station and shuttles all the time, but they don't actually do any damage.
1: Okay. Yeah. I I guess I had heard of that and I thought. Maybe they were going way faster than they were, or but I didn't realize that they're constantly getting hit by these little little things here and there. I didn't know that. Yeah,
2: lot lots of space
1: stuff. Lots of space stuff. All
2: right,
0: next segment: eating in space.
2: <laughs> food, everyone's favorite.
0: Uh, everyone's favorite. So uh, I'll just start off with. I know they're like they're they're supposed to be freeze dried, right? A lot of the food there, or what kind of food are they eating up there?
2: Yeah. So. Basically, it's it's kind of like camping, where you you got to plan ahead what food you take with you. You have to make sure it's packed really well. Um, while you're eating it, you have to dispose of it properly. And then you have to kind of be aware of what you're able to carry back. It's basically the same set of protocols that when you go camping. Um, just, you know, maybe be a little extra cautious when you're taking it into space. Um, so on, on board the ISS, the International Space Station there is an oven of sorts there is so there is a way of heating food up
1: look at that um, no dishwasher but they got an oven they got an oven
2: <laughs> no dishwasher yeah so there's a way of heating food up to make it you know seem like a more normal experience to what you'd have on earth but there is no refrigeration so so the reason why you get into freeze dried situations for stuff that needs to be preserved so something something like an apple you know that can sit out at room temperature that's totally fine you can just bring up and you know you, they can just pack apples if, if they if they wanted to they just put they could just you know take up an apple that'd be fine um, for anything though that you would normally put in a refrigerator and uh, nutritionists work with the astronauts to make sure they're getting you know one you know en- enough calories and healthy meals um, but then also just mentally you know if you're gonna be I think people don't realize sort of how much of an impact food has on them and kind of how used to it we are. Yeah. Um, part of what the nutritionist does is not just make sure that they're well fed and properly fed, but also that they're kind of getting some of the comfort food that they like at home. And, you know, if each astronaut has a special few dishes that they're really fond of, um, NASA can make those dishes and freeze dry it. So let's, let's take like mac and cheese, um, they can take make make a perfectly good nice mac and cheese freeze dry it and which base which basically a uh, flash preserves it kind of like how you know here we keep meat in the freezer for a really long right. time um, so basically makes it so that it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be refrigerated and then when they get up to space the astronaut can sort of peel open the package you can add some water to it uh, add, add water inside the package and then you can heat it and the water will sort of Help the food steam, and you should. And at the end, you should have something you know, semi similar to a mac and cheese on Earth. It might be a bit off texturally, but <laughs> taste 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 wise, it should be pretty good. Hmm. Um, okay,
0: that's what I was about to say. Is most of the stuff taste good, or is just because
2: yeah, it hold so up. A lot of stuff like like I think the most popular one is free dried ice cream. Like I know that I, yeah, I, I, I've eaten that before. They they sell that in like science museums everywhere. You know, I'm sure online you can buy it. Um, it tastes pretty good and pretty accurate for ice cream if you're just going to eat it straight freeze dried. It's just a texture thing. Like it kind of, it kind of, um, you know, like pumice stone. I
1: don't know. Yeah, yeah. If,
2: I don't know. So it's Maybe like it's biting into an ice cream flavored
1: pumice stone?
2: Yeah, kind kind of. It's kind of like biting into, you know, the, the texture is <laughs> very weird. It tastes pretty good. Huh.
1: That's awesome. But yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. interesting. kind of cool. I mean, I mean, honestly, you know, the the idea of t- like taking a, a solid mac and cheese out of a package and, and reheating it to be gooey and delicious like we kind of do that on earth too you know? yeah <laughs> we, we have so many cheap mac and cheese brands <laughs> we do that too they're now. probably
1: eating better than Kraft up there
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it's so
1: good it's, you yeah eat so those, they though.
2: so they try to give them food that you know one one is like preserved and packaged properly but also won't make them go insane and feel deprived and you know make them feel like they're only eating you know super, super processed, you know, uninteresting food. Like, they want to keep them mentally sane and feel like they're having a semi-normal breakfast and semi-normal lunch and semi-normal dinner.
1: Right. Okay, here's just a super quick question. Uh, I've heard a lot about Tang in space. Is that true or is that a myth? Did they ever bring Tang into space? It is true. It is true?
2: true. I thought it was... I don't... It is (laughs) true. I I don't know why they chose Tang, but they have... they, uh, they have done food and beverage experiments in space and uh, they have used Tang for, those, for many of those experiments
1: Huh! Awesome, I was expecting a quick no yeah. on that <laughs> I had like, no clue no, well, I don't know why you guys wrote that question Spain. in there <laughs> Tang in space, there we go Speaking of Tang in space, what about Sex in space? Want what? to get there? <laughs> Did you just jump <laughs> ship? <laughs> tang and sex <laughs> That's you know, a they're, very
0: loose connection there inter- Justin inter-
1: Interchangeable
0: Let's just get into sex in space. How is that? What's going on?
1: Is is, is that is that happening? <laughs> yeah has has anybody had sex in space?
2: So so on on record, no. Oh yeah, I don't. I have I have yet to find anything that, said, that like speculates about you know certain astro- you know certain astronauts or name named or anything like that. Um, I have read articles that have sort of speculated of of that it could have happened or this is when it was likely to happen or whatever but all of that speculation hearsay and oh. so on, on record no it's it's never it's never been you know Let's done t- out of desire that someone's recording and and it's certainly never been you know scientifically tested you know in in that way Okay
0: hold on we're going to turn off the microphones real quick it's just us three <laughs> <laughs> What do you think <laughs> Unofficially, (laughs) I'm I'm lying to you. The microphones are still hot. Just want to let you know. (laughs) I know
2: know that. I don't doubt it. My my guess would be no because I see the International Space Station is not that big. There's other people up there with you. There's not. There's no beds on board. It's basically like a sleeping bag that's kind of strapped in. Um, and. You know, it, it it would just be a pain.
0: But it's for
1: science.
2: Like, just, just, <laughs> just, yeah. It's for science. It's just coordinating that would have to be so unappealing. I feel like. Maybe
1: you could. Maybe two people could slide into one of those uh, compression sleeves you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the little, uh, little, little yeah.
2: Oh yeah. So like so my, so, my guess is no. May, maybe people have you know kissed, me out. That'd be a lot easier to do. Um. But yeah, I think see, I think see I think it'd be more interesting, like just just send, you know, like, like a couple up there.
0: Yeah, has there been a married couple go
1: go into space at the same time? No, otherwise they probably would have known. I don't, don't know.
2: think so. Yeah, but like I like I think that would you know, like just I don't know, like maybe maybe, na- maybe this gets to, you know, bad moral ground. But I, scientifically, I, uh, like I, just to send up Just send up a ready, willing,
0: and able couple. I'm just saying, like, I wonder if NASA would have to, is there a policy for them to be able to redact that? Because I thought, like, they have to, like, show their any findings, like, in 24 hours of, like, space observations. But I don't know what it means for their experiments. Like, that's, (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, if you want to talk about, you know, or at least Elon Musk wants to talk about, like, uh, humans going into space, there's no reason to go into space for, like, long term if you can't, like... You know, maintain a, a a race <laughs> like of people. Yeah,
2: no, it's true.
0: So uh, that's it's true. It.
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I think they I think they get into some legal hot water right now if they mm-hmm. were just gonna you know say oh let's let's plan an intentional experiment you know
0: that couple yeah, would be that,
2: that 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 feels like some sort of weird like you know almost like some sort of scientific kind of <laughs> you know I'm just so, saying to that, sort of you know,
0: that uh, so that those people would be like pop. Icon, like, they'll be pop culture icons. <laughs> like, be Oh, like, yeah, those, those, people,
2: those people would be heroes. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: heroes.
2: <laughs> heroes?
0: I, I mean, oh, I, I, yeah. don't, I don't like, again, completely side thing, but uh, there's this once uh, canceled show that used to air back in, like, I think, 08, uh, 09. Yeah, it was called Define Gravity. And, like, the pilot episode, uh, there's a married couple in their space station. Happens in the not too distant future, and they have like this iconic like floating sex scene, like in the main hall. Like it's like
1: also in that, Moonraker,
0: Bond had sex in space. Uh, yes, yeah, true. I should have brought that example up. I'm just saying. All right, that's why you're a co-host, and I'm just me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's yeah. why I'm just another co-host.
0: <laughs> no, man, you're special. <laughs> so okay, um, so the actually. Sorry,
2: that? I was gonna say be because I am sitting at a computer while doing this, the, the, the magic of technology, I do, I do want to amend something that I said. There actually was a married couple in space.
1: Mm. it happened. It sorry. Happened to uh, the, I'm, I'm sorry some data somewhere. There's yeah. no way that couple didn't like look at each other before they went up and was like, hey, like crew, we' doing this? crew? Like, go <laughs> to the other session of the
0: ISS, please thank you. Um, I, I, I will never know, I guess, unless something becomes declassified.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like I feel like we'll never know until one day, like everyone will know. You know? Like, yeah, exactly. It's gonna
0: be, so from something it's as gonna, gonna be
2: one of those things where like no one talks about it until someone tweets about it, and, like <laughs> just fully admits it, kind of thing. Like, yeah. Gonna...
0: <laughs> we'll patiently be waiting for that tweet. But from something yeah. such a, a a lively topic, let's switch it off. So, getting sick in space. <laughs> um, has astronauts yeah. ever gone sick in space? Has have they experienced like diarrhea? Like what's going on there?
2: Yeah. So 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 getting so getting sick again. It's sort of an issue of containment,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, where you know, it, wh- wh- whatever end it's coming out of you, the goal <laughs> is just the goal. The goal is just to contain it. was it, so it if, a catheter gets like,
0: attached to you all the time. Yeah.
2: But like you know, if you feel like you're going to vomit, there's special you know vomit bags that are you know that are designed to contain the vomit, and then you can sort of use a as a the end as a towel and kind of you know wipe wipe it off your mouth if there is some. Um, if you you know if you have a, a running nose, um, you know you 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 would you wouldn't just. I mean, I guess people on Earth too don't just you know blow their nose out of tissue. Ideally, hopefully, um, you know.
1: Make you yourself a grab tissue, grab... walrus. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> First thought uh. comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You'd have to grab a tissue and, you know, make sure, you know, everything coming out is going right in there and then you dispose of it properly. Um, if, yeah, that's another thing. Like, know,
0: it, things get airborne, no? Like if you, I mean, so obviously people get sick, it sounds yeah, like. So like a, they, a common cold happens in space.
2: They do. So we've been pretty lucky and haven't had like like, like an outbreak or, you know, some sort of like a flu spread around before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. It's actually, re- it, it's surprisingly easy to get sick up there because, like, like you were saying, germs, you know, on Earth, you know, even even though they're lighter than air and they're floating around, eventually they do settle back down to the ground with gravity. Mm-hmm. But in space, they don't. So basically, the germs just stay floating. They stay in the recycled air. Um, so they do a lot of testing of the astronauts before they go up to make sure they're not getting sick right before the mission, um, which I think is pretty impressive because I feel like whenever I'm about to do, you know, something big or travel, like, I, you know, I might get nervous, and like I could feel my immune system drop. And you know, the day of, I need to take Tylenol, ibuprofen, or whatever it is. So I feel like I, g- I give the astronauts a lot of credit for like going into space and still maintaining, you know, their health. Because I feel like I feel like the second I knew I was going up, I would instantly have the flu and a stomach virus, you know, right away.
1: Um, just just it's, basically, the- sorry.
2: No, so I just I just give them credit. For, oh, for, right, right, know, right.
1: No, I just. Himself. Basically I feel like we we skipped the uh just the basic part of just going to the bathroom in space. Like are you like as a guy if you just need to guy or take or a piss? We, well, I th- is it different yeah. for guys and girls so, how we poop? No, how we piss. So, <laughs> it, it, yeah.
2: It's it's a, it's a little different. So um w- w- so when when you pee in space for both genders it goes into a funnel and the funnels are just differently shaped depending on whether you're a man or a woman. And even, even for different genders, they come in multiple sizes. So, you know, for, for a man, it's probably, you know, a condom shaped funnel. Mm -hmm. And for a woman, it probably looks a bit more like a standard, you know, kitchen funnel almost. Um, that's, that's attached to a tube that, you know, properly, uh, contains the urine in a certain spot. Um, for if, if you've got a poop, uh, that actually, there is a toilet of sorts on board. Look at um, that! The world's most, the world's most expensive toilet. I read that it costs nineteen million dollars to replace it. Oh my goodness! That's, That's just like
0: creating uh, uh, the ink in space, uh, like you know, using a pen in space. They they spent millions to develop that in NASA, <laughs> and then the smart <laughs> right. people just use pencils. Exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 So, so, so there is, so there is a uh, toilet again, with with the you know very very narrow sort of spot where you could actually position yourself and you know, very do, do the deed um, yeah, because again, you know you, you don't you know if, if, you, if you think about you know no, not to get too graphic, but if you think if you think of, but I guess you know we already have, so whatever um, <laughs> you know, not, I won't stop now. Um, <laughs> if you think about a toilet, you know you think about it here a toilet on earth and you're sitting on it. You know, your body might not be covering 100% of the hole at all times.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so anything that's in the toilet bowl, if it's not covered, it could, in theory, float out of the toilet bowl in space. Uh, oh, my so goodness. When you're up- yeah. You just so made when you're it there- worse about
0: shaving and now we're talking. About- okay. Go on. Right, Sorry. Right, <sighs>
3: right.
2: So when you're up there, you don't want stuff flying up out of the hole. So the hole better be very, very tiny. Yeah. Um, so basically, they they actually do train on how to do this too, on like how 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 to position your body, you know, how, how to sit such that you can you know, get you know get it get it where it needs to go.
0: Man, I'm thinking about sanitation. And- if you guys are like you're saying, there's different sizes depending on like the person, <laughs> like mm-hmm. or at least for like you know urination stuff like that. Like I like w- how do you sanitize? Do you have like Clorox sheets up there, or like what's going
1: on? Or does everybody have their own little? Well, I guess you I, can't for the...
2: I, yeah, you definitely, I mean, there's not that many astronauts, so it, you definitely could have sort of a, a detachable, you know, funnel situation mm-hmm. that attaches to a hose.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I imagine the hose itself, you know, they wouldn't really have to clean out all, all that much because nothing's, you know, once you get to a certain, you know, point down the hose, not, you know, you're, it's not touching your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but in theory, I, I suppose you could easily, you know, wipe down the funnel area or each person get their own, maybe...
0: Uh, may i uh, maybe they don't have hands up there or hand sanitizer <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah, okay I, I that's um so besides just physical ailments, like we were talking earlier about people you know making su- sure that they're psychologically uh fit to go into space um yeah. like is there has anybody gotten a little kooky up there, and like are there like um Oh, what am I trying to say? Like protocols in place. Like if somebody like starts losing it or like, I don't know, do they have something in place to take care of that or what do they do?
2: Yeah. So they definitely do have protocols in place. Um, before or b- before and after astronauts are picked, they go through a ton of psychological evaluations. Um, they're, they're tested frequently. If they're going up with other people, they're tested with each other. Um, once they're up in space, they get check-ins every two weeks with a psychologist. Um, so you do have someone you can, you know, talk to if, if you're feeling a bit unstable while you're up there. Um, but I guess, you know, ultimately, of course, you can't fully predict the, even, even someone that tests perfectly, of course, there's always a chance that once you get up there, you can start freaking out. Um, the only sort, the, the, there are protocols for how to deal with it, but the sort of main, um, you know, method, if, if talking to someone didn't work, there are pills. They do have, you know, medication, antidepressants. Um, they, they don't have, you know, like a stun gun or anything, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and anything more violent like that where if someone just started freaking out, you know, you, you needed to, uh, you know, you know, sort of immobilize them immediately. There's no stun guns or anything like that. Um, but they do they do have pills and other medication that someone could take to calm down. Right. I haven't heard anything of, any, of anyone, you know, getting really bad or having to abort a mission early because someone was freaking out.
1: Well, I assume they have to be, go through so much yeah, testing that they I would w- be able to see beforehand. Yeah, I was
2: beforehand. Say, I, was, I would never get picked. I would freak out before I got up there.
0: <laughs> like, I'm freaking <laughs> well, out now. I'm <laughs> actually... <laughs> I'm not sure if you said this in your explanation right now, but do they have, like, a psychologist up, uh, up there with them at all times or some type of specialty with not,
2: that? Uh, they're not up there with them, but through, you know through electricity the computer internet Mm -hmm. um they they check in with the psychologist every two weeks
0: i'd imagine as you get further away from earth like you know if you go to mars um there's a delay right what is there's like a 20 minute delay for sending a signal one way yeah so like Mm -hmm. that won't really work for the therapist i imagine they would i don't know email session well even the emails (laughs) could take that long it's the same signal i think yeah uh, you can write it, out
1: all your thoughts and
0: feelings. yeah, if you're feeling suicidal, it's like wait forty minutes <laughs> yeah. for it to come by like a then your message to come by, you know um, uh, that's interesting. No, there's a lot of in like this long term space, yeah, but um yeah, I you know there's actually a note here. I think this is your uh, your note, Jacqueline, was uh, just piggybacking back to the bathroom real quick. Is there anything that they had a, they used to do in space that was more gross than what they do today and how they <laughs> used to go, used to go to the bathroom? Oh, yeah. Like, can you explain that real quick, please?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. So I mean, even the whole act of going to the bathroom um, when the uh, when the Mercury astronauts were going up into space, the way that they they basically had a urine bag inside their spacesuit, um, which causes all kinds of problems because the bag <laughs> the, the bag was, the, the space it I mean it's it's so like weird it is funny um the the bag leaks. You know the spacesuits have all kind of electronics in them, and there were reports of a fault. You know, liquid getting into the electronics and making it fail because they, ba- they basically got pee on the electronics.
0: They pee themselves. Um, oh my god. Yeah. So
2: they wow. yeah. So they pee themselves the bad version, whatever happened. Um,
1: Wait, was it like a, a catheter on, situation, or?
2: Um. A, a, a little bit. I, I imagine it. You know, n- nothing. Nothing went internally. Okay. Um. It's
1: like
0: the condom thing they, you, you know, were talking not, about earlier. Something that attaches. Yeah, on. yeah. Okay.
2: Not, 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 nothing that painful, but hopefully. For
0: males. For males. Oh. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> um, and then later on in the uh, 60s, when they had astronauts up there for several days, they actually sort of had, like, uh, s- same way they had urine bags, they had bags inside that would collect your feces. And although, uh, in, you know, again, similar kinds of things could happen where if you miss the bag... Or if the bag leaked, then you know inside, kind of like a baby, you know, goes in their diaper and it kind of gets everywhere. It's sort of the same, kind of like an adult diaper situation. Ooh, okay,
0: um, like it really depends for astronauts.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and then and then they also had to do this gross thing where, um, so you know, it, you know, not not again, not to give more Martian spoilers, but <laughs> well, 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 even down here on Earth, you know, we use we use manure and poop in fertilizer. You know, bacteria flourishes in crap. Um, (laughs) Literally. You don't want want bacteria flourishing on a space station. You don't want bacteria flourishing where there's four people in a tiny environment, you know, basically in a tiny box floating around the earth. You don't want bacteria to, you know, grow there. Um, So what they would do is once they would, you know, they'd poo into the bag, they would actually have to add into the bag a little pellet that was designed, you know, that that released something that would try to eat a bunch of the bacteria up. Oh my goodness! Um, to make sure that inside the bag you didn't have a colony forming.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: someone thought of that. Yeah. I never oh thought about that. man, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because it would be
1: in that bag. Why okay. wouldn't you just throw the bag out the window? I mean, figuratively. The bag
2: is inside. The bag is often inside your suit.
1: Oh. Oh. Okay. I gotcha. Jeez.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So.
2: any even. I- any and even, and even in general, you know, when they're when – they're you, 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 you absolutely could, um, you know, launch a bag of, of crap towards Earth's atmosphere which it would just burn up in space and it would be totally fine. Yeah, we, it, it wouldn't, like, rain down poop or anything like that. It would just get burned up. I'm aiming
1: up. towards my ex's house.
3: <laughs>
0: that. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Wow. yeah.
0: Okay. I have two more questions before we start wrapping up. Um, sure. I don't know if this is a quick answer or what, but a uh, uh, question for the opposite sex. Do you need a bra in space?
2: Yes, you do. So even even wait, wait. without, you know, even without that much gravity, um, it, you know, breasts do still exert a bit of a force on, on a woman's body and, you know, do pull down a little bit. Um, so absolutely, women do still wear uh, bras, often sports bras in space, kind of, the you know, undergarment wise, it's pretty similar to what what we have on our
0: I, I wonder if there's been experiments done like that, like difference of males moving through space versus females moving through space, like counterweight or anything like that. That'd be interesting.
2: I, d- I doubt they're having. Yeah, it would be cool to see. I, I doubt they tested it. I, I'm sure it would get into all, the, all kinds of like moral, you know.
0: We need to send this them this episode. Wrong, right? We need to send NASA yeah. this episode. Like, look, we had a lot of good ideas. Okay. Yeah. It, it, again, it's not cold enough in space for you know some batteries or whatever we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. And okay. So you briefly touched on this last time, or a few minutes ago, sneezing in space uh, or sneezing in a spacesuit. Particularly, I want to ask. Uh, yes. Yeah. How does that work? You don't have wipers or anything in there.
2: <laughs> no, they don't. But yeah. But again, it's kind of the same thing. Like whatever something's coming out of your body, you just got to contain it right away. So so if you were you know. In your spacesuit, in your helmet, and you just sneeze straight forward, everything you're sneezing out is going to go right on your visor. It's going to block your view, which I guess, I guess isn't that much different than here on Earth. You know, right. you were wearing a helmet and did that too. Um, so if you're wearing a spacesuit, you should try But you can't open your helmet
0: here. Like you can't Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they they try to within the helmets right now. You can actually there's a bit of like head mobility within the helmet. So you generally just you generally just try to aim down. You know, if if you're in the spacesuit, it must um, suck
0: when those sneezes come suddenly for an astronaut. It's like
2: I couldn't name down. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. yeah, and of course, if you're out of a spacesuit, you know, try to be polite and just do it into a tissue. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, any, nothing floats any, after. Anytime there's stuff, you know, from from whatever hole of your body it's coming out of, you know, whatever fluid substance is coming out. The goal is just containment.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we're about coming to that time. Was there anything else that uh, is uh, gross, uh, disgusting, cool, interesting that we missed out on here that you wanted to talk about?
2: I think that's it. I guess, I guess the one other thing I get asked about is having a baby in space.
0: Yeah, well, I was going to ask oh, you about yeah. pregnancy, but you you, you maybe cross that question out because you're like, no one's ever had sex in space. It's like, aww. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: And I think that that's why I get asked it a lot because because the answer is like no one really you know it has never been tested we, we we've never that we've known of have someone you know get pregnant in space or even or deliver a baby in space or anything like that um, people do think though that it it probably would cause you know some negative effects because in the in the same way that you know a full adult humans muscles atrophy and bones lose mass right um. tiny frail you know small baby I'm sure would feel those effects even more and they would probably feel those effects during development you know during you know pregnancy um so my guess is that it wouldn't be you know the most positive experience for the child and and for the mother um but it has never been tested we we don't know we haven't heard of anyone you know
0: I have a follow up question to that. Now, I, I I realized I didn't ask this earlier. Um, when astronauts come back, does being in zero gravity actually have an effect on your internal organs coming back into Earth? Is there any like medical issues? Like you said in the very beginning of this episode, generally people come back fine. Wh- who yeah. is not generally? <laughs> what has happened? Not generally?
2: I don't think there's been anything you know awful reported where you know someone needed surgery or anything like that. It's just more that your, your body is used to, op- it's, it's, it kind of re- is really similar to after you've had anesthesia, your body is just really used to operating at, at, at a slower pace and sort of doing less work. So you do have to, you don't have to relearn how to walk, you know, in, in a sense that you you can't walk, but it's, it will be, you know, you'll feel a little bit heavier for a while. It'll be a little bit harder. You know, if, if, if you go back to the gym, you're not going to be able to, you know, lift the same weight that you were able to before you went up there. Um, if you go for a run, you're gonna get out of breath much faster. Um, so it's sort of, it's sort of, it's sort of like you're just coming back really out of shape.
0: So just how I feel today. Okay, cool. All right, got it. All right. <laughs> yeah, how we all are right <laughs> yeah.
2: now. Yeah.
0: Copy that. All right. Good to know.
1: Uh, Justin, do you have any other questions for? Her? I don't think so. I think I'm good, man. I think this has been a fun. <laughs> a fun this has episode. been
0: legitimately an interesting episode of the interesting hour. Um, Jacqueline, any other questions beyond pregnancy stuff that we should that you want our listeners to hear or you just want people to know it's going to be OK?
2: I'll, I'll end with one fun fact that I, I, I have read several places that uh, pornography companies have tried to do partnership with space companies to film a porno in space, but that they've been turned down every time.
0: I I so, dude so, they could probably fund, You could fund yeah, the, yeah, dude we yeah, had the yeah, same yeah. thought right away yeah.
1: just just let them do it yeah, once so and you, we got funding for the next 3 years serious, based on those man. DVDs you sell them for $100 a pop seriously because people are still <laughs> buying DVDs
2: <laughs> Yeah exactly so you know so, so someone's on it so someone's trying to make it happen but it hasn't it hasn't happened yet
0: Hey, well, here's the hoping. first 4K pornography uh, <laughs> done in or porno and done in space. Imagine, the,
1: wow. Well, on that oh, lovely yeah. note, Jacqueline, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on again, being our first second time uh, guest, first <laughs> second time guest. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing, and thanks for bringing up this idea to us. I think it's been awesome. Yeah, and
2: no uh, Thank you for having. Me.
0: And at this point, every if you come back on the show again, which I'm sure you will, we uh, just have to at minimum have you on here for at least an hour twenty. <laughs> like we uh, we we always have long episodes. Just with stick with the precedent. No, it, it's you always have awesome information for us. So uh, I we appreciate you, you wanting to share it and being excited to share that with people.
1: They need more people like you in the world. Oh, thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Jacqueline. Have a good one. You too. Well, I hope that was enjoyable. <laughs> I was like, how are we going to start this
0: book <laughs> I was just like, yeah. Uh, so, Jacqueline, thank you so much for being on the show episode for us because that was, wow, she had a lot of things prepped for us.
1: Yeah. 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 I'm glad that, well... Th- First of all, it's hard to get guests on this show anyways because just uh, scheduling and everything. People but, are doing things. Yeah, but for her to reach out and be like, hey, let's talk about all this weird shit about space. I'm just so happy she thought of us.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, when she called us, I was like, uh, yeah, next week, let's do this right <laughs> away. Yeah. A um, true honor. A true honor. Um, so guys, check her out. If you're in like the New York area, east coast of the United States, uh, Jacqueline does do a lot of outreach. So see if she's in your area and uh, meet up with her. And Yeah, listen to one of her talks that she's done. I, I attended one of these talks or at um, in New York City. And I forgot exactly what hall I was in. But uh, yeah, man, she was captivating me enough where I was just like, she needs to be on the show. Yeah, and that's how
1: like, we got her on the first time because <laughs> you went and actually checked it out. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was like, hello. Um, So anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in this episode of The Interesting Hour. Uh, Once again, this episode was brought to you by Core Foundation. Core Foundation is a multimedia nonprofit. Check us out at cor-foundation.org. And we'll see you guys next week. Actually, no, we're not because Jacqueline's our last episode this season. We'll see you next season, everybody. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) oh no, I'm sad Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, it's okay man see we got in such routine we were like oh we're gonna be here next week and then you're like oh wait Devesh doesn't like posting episodes every week he likes <laughs> posting in batches um, yeah guys uh, next season we have some other things planned already uh, we're already doing things we're making moves so yeah we'll some cool people with different things yes different things I didn't even anticipate some of the stuff we've been doing <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah Um, we'll, we can't wait to share that with you so we'll see you guys soon
1: we'll see you soon friends